0: Hey guys, I'm Lar, and I'm Anna, and welcome back to your weekly dose of relatable content, questionable advice, lots of laughs, and as always, Girl Girl vibes Vibes Only. Hello everyone, welcome back to Girl Vibes Only. I'm Anna, and I'm Lar, and welcome back to another episode another Monday of of the girls hanging um, out with us <laughs> hanging out with the girls it is a beautiful day out today I don't know if you guys can hear the birds chirping outside of Laura's window yeah wait this is with the window closed too, yeah no so. it's actually like <laughs> it is kind of loud you guys actually might be able to hear it we have a ton of birds outside like That's we have so a lot nice. of trees in my neighborhood so they all like scurry and play and yeah it's Pretty. I have to say I do like living in the city I do kind of miss like the weekend like outdoor noises of like living in the suburbs okay. like the random like neighbor three houses down that's mowing their lawn yeah. and like the birds and you know, whatever, like sometimes, although though, when I'm in the suburbs and then I wake up to that, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. Waking up to that? N- no. Mm-mm. And honestly, sometimes like as soon as the sun starts to rise, which I don't know, happens around like what? 630 now at this Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, The birds will start chirping and they do wake you up. Like yeah. I do hear them like, <laughs> and it's sometimes beautiful, sometimes annoying. Yeah. And like, I remember like growing up, there was this fucking hummingbird, or no, no, woodpecker. That oh, would sit on the, or it would literally, like, because I had a tree, like, how, like, at your, like, in our, your office right now, right outside my window at my, like, my parents' house, and it would sit on a branch of the fucking tree, and we had, like, our house was, like, that siding, it wasn't, right. Like, part of it was brick, but like the part that was outside my window was the siding. So it wasn't wood or anything. So it was there. And very- the fucking thing would sit there and like hammer into the siding. Oh my God. And like, it clearly didn't get anywhere because it's not wood. Yeah. And it was so incredibly loud and i remember like i'd open my window and like literally i look, probably look truly psychotic but i'd be like shut up and, like, It the game is so Anna, annoying. some people love the sounds of birds and is yelling I'm at like, a woodpecker <laughs> my like 16 year old self is like cursing out this woodpecker this beautiful little creature <laughs> I'm like, it was just like too much now i wake up to like people screaming in the train and, you know, things like that, which is fine. Horns talking, traffic. <laughs> Sometimes Morgan and I will like walk out the door and we'll see something like truly absurd. And I'm just like, you know what? I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> the more absurd, the better for you. Um, did you see Philly's uh, most recent mascot? No. Who is it? Lauren, um... It's, it's not just, gritty, right? No, 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 no. It's they tried to top gritty. And like you can't, you can't top gritty. I mean gritty is already pretty gritty is like the ultimate mascot. Like right. you just can't. Like the Fanatic was like the first like right mascot where people were like, What the fuck is going on in Philadelphia? Yeah. And then you know, you have Franklin, he's really nothing crazy. But then we got gritty and again it's everyone like, went people, wild. What the fuck is going on in Philadelphia? Literally. It's like, mind your business. <laughs> um So I didn't even know that this team existed. It's the Philadelphia Stars, or the Philadelphia Star. And I guess it's like a, a, I don't know the correct term, but it's like a AAA uh, football team. Oh, football. I I believe, yeah, it's a AAA football team. Okay. Oh boy. (laughs) What do they call it? Meet Blob, the new face of Philadelphia Stars. It's legit just a blob. And the funniest, (laughs) the funniest part is that they took to Twitter to like for people to vote on what the mascot should be, and Blob was voted. That was was sixty five percent of people voted for Blob. So people voted. People for blob. voted for this mascot. Oh my god! It's literally just a. Blob. It almost looks like a um like a a lobster, um, but it has horns. I like. I can't eat. I don't even begin know. To what was the other? Um. That is bizarre. I've never heard of the Philadelphia Star either. Me either. I guess it's. I don't know. I think it's like a like a AAA football team or something like that. But maybe it's like the Reading Phillies type. Yeah, that's okay. like the deal. Okay. Or no, this is sorry. This is the like international team. So like you know they play oh. international football. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Um, I guess it's like Philadelphia's. Is- like team for that. So that blob is going it's international. It's called, it's, it says meet blob, mm-hmm. the new face of the Philadelphia stars. The name is the new out of this world mascot. More than 65% of votes were made on a public Twitter poll. Oh my God. <laughs> that is interesting. I mean, um, it's definitely a little less like, creepy looking than gritty, but it's just, like, what is it? I Honestly, gritty's cuter, though, I think. You think gritty's cute? Like, if I'm gonna, yeah, like, if I'm gonna get a stuffed animal, I would prefer a stuffed gritty than a stuffed blob. Well, that's fair, I guess. (laughs) You
1: know. I forget what
0: the other, I was reading an article yesterday, there was, like, some other, um, He's just wild he's just, looking. He's insane looking. Like he. I don't think I like his eyeballs. That's like what does it for me. Oh, I think he's just goofy, man. Like it's just. Oh my god. He's a national fucking treasure. But, um, there was some other like they like they voted. It was like Blob. I think Astro, or like something like I don't know there was like a few uh, options yeah blob one well I guess blob is very um anti-problematic it is because like it's just a blob you can't <laughs> you can't make blob pro- pro- problematic because you know that's always consideration true honestly now. Philly has done a good job we are at, for the most problematic city in sports we have the most unproblematic mascots. yep and, and like team names, and Eagles, Phillies, and they're just the best. We're, like, we're doing pretty I, good. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, it just you know, Blob, Blob. I like, um, Swoop, Swoop is cute. I like so I would want a stuffed animal of Swoop. Aww. So we have we have the fanatic, we have Swoop, we have Franklin, we have um, Gritty, and we have Blob. Yeah. I don't think I missed anyone, right? I don't think so, but I'm also bad with sports. No, I think I, I think I got all of them. Yeah, I mean to be honest, Blob fits right in. <laughs> okay, so this has absolutely nothing to do with our episode. No, today. not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> little so, side detour, so little side note. Um, so to just get right into it now, um, we are going to be talking about, I think, a very relevant and important topic that I feel like most people should know. I feel like it's something that's like, you know, discussed on like the internet, social media, mm-hmm. things like that, but we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome today. Yes. And what that means and how it, you know, relates in our lives and how you can feel imposter syndrome in various aspects of your life, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it comes up most often in workplace settings. Mm-hmm. Um that's how I first learned about like yeah. what it was. So we have employee resource groups at our, um, as part of our organization Mm -hmm. and, um, I've joined them and especially the women's employee resource group talks about imposter syndrome because Mm -hmm. this does affect, I think it was originally found in women. Like it was like created to describe something women were like dealing with. Yeah. And so, um, but, but anyone can feel it, um, for sure. It has definitely evolved, but, um, in the workplace setting is kind of where it comes up a lot, but in doing just like a tiny bit of research for this podcast, it can happen in a lot of different areas mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. No, I feel like I definitely, I feel like I um, experienced, I guess what you would call imposter syndrome first, probably like playing a college sport. I was just going to say yeah, it was sports. I'm yeah, sure it could Yeah. But at the time I didn't know that that's what the- it was like, it just it was just a feeling, I guess I was having, I didn't have like a term to identify it. Um, but I feel like a lot of like any athlete, college professional, whatever, um, can like feel that Like just like in this setting of, especially for like a collegiate athlete, you know, you've been working your whole life essentially to, um, be at a level that you can compete at the college you know, level. And to then finally make it and like, again, not that I was some like D1 athlete standout, but like, regardless at any right. level, um, when you like actually make it on a team, and you're like playing at that level, it can be very like, am I like supposed to be here? And especially too, because when you're in like high school, middle school, like your club teams for any sport, you know, There's a good chance, you know, if you're good at your sport, you may be the best one on the team. And then when you get to the college level, you're all of a sudden in a team with everyone who is the best on their team. So it's like just the obviously level of play is just different. So I remember, especially my freshman year being on the team with all these like upperclassmen who were all so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a starter my freshman year. And I remember a a lot of the time being like, I have no business being on the field right now. Like I was very much just like, I'll pass the ball to you and you can do your thing, man. Like, it's just very much like, am I supposed to be here? I don't think I'm good enough to be here. Like who let me on this team? Yeah. Like I, they're relying on me for this and that. And I don't know that I can actually do it. And, you know, just kind of all those thoughts. So I feel like that's like the first time I really like experienced what you would call imposter syndrome. Yeah. I feel like the first time I experienced it, I didn't realize what it was either. Um, I rushed for oh, Greek yeah. life um, in college, my freshman year. I think I talked about this a little bit before, um, but Greek life is very interesting. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> on freaking Greek life. Um, but I, my college, I went to University of Delaware we it was very much like a you either played a sport Mm -hmm. or you were in Greek life yeah it wasn't a southern school by any means like it wasn't like that type of thing but that was just the groups that there were there were hardly any non-sports or non- did you have a Greek life people sorry I'm playing with my clip I should stop um (laughs) did you have a Greek row just because I know it's like we're not allowed to MPA. But. So yeah, yeah. So technically, it's considered a brothel yeah. if you have um more than what Isn't is it five? I thought it was seven, maybe. Oh, like, I I pulled that number out of my yeah. House. I I don't know. If more than a certain number of women living in a house together mm-hmm. is still legally considered a brothel. That's like honestly, just think about that for a second. <laughs> that's fucking wild. Why hasn't anyone decided to change that? particular law. I don't know. But yeah, we did have a um we had a few sorority houses. Okay. Um, but they technically like the way that they kind of they there was ways to get around it. Like we didn't have a specific like Greek row. Right. Though there were there was like a row of Greek houses. Okay. And then there were like houses that were considered a sorority or Mm -hmm. fraternity, but they weren't like acknowledged by the off topic um not that I obviously was not a Greek life person in college but I would find it very interesting to see like at Bama or one of those like very like southern schools like big greek life schools it would be very interesting to go and see because i've never seen like yeah. a, a greek row anywhere oh yeah oh yeah i think going to like a southern would be a totally different experience yeah, just to like Even, see the houses and yeah. the stuff like that would be i think mind-blowing yeah like so we had houses like that was where we And i know we're getting off topic here but it yeah. makes sense in a second but <laughs> um we had like our house i was in Chi Omega. And we had a house that had, like, a communal kitchen. You Mm -hmm. had – they were basically still, like, dorms. Like, you shared a room with someone, but usually, like, you would get, like, a shared bathroom. Okay. There was, like, a shared living room space, and that was where we had, like, meetings. We would, like, get together to, like, do certain things there. Um, So it wasn't anything, like – we didn't have, like, a personal chef like some of these southern places do. So I would want to see those. It was, like – I think I was on TikTok the other day, and someone was, like – uh it popped up in my feed and it was like it's dip day at the house and she like went to the house and it was literally like a fully catered wow like thing and she was like she was like taking all the snacks and stuff she's like I do my grocery shopping here most weeks and I'm like I don't blame you because we did that shit at the dining yeah like (laughs) that's like your version yeah but yeah so like Greek life is is just very interesting but the way if you guys aren't familiar with like rushing it's they're basically judging you. Like all of these different sororities are physically looking at you, talking to you for like five. Honestly, you would have a conversation with someone for probably five minutes, and then there would be like a physical switching situation happening, and um, you would get judged. Like they would literally, because then once I actually got in, I um You're on the back, end I was of on the it. back end, <laughs> and I learned how you got people in and that was kind of like where I was like I feel like an imposter like I felt I like I don't know Greek life I have some beef with just because it's like it holds people to like a certain stereotype I think like Mm -hmm. you know I felt like I was like not pretty enough, not cool enough, not mm-hmm. funny enough. Um, you know, I was smart. I helped the GPA. Like that right. was, a, I was yeah. like, that's my contri- contribution, but I felt like an imposter, like being around like all of these people. And like now, like years removed from it, I look back and I'm like, whoa! Well, I was like, I was supposed to be there if I yeah. wanted to be there. Like, you know, these are all just fellow like college kids that yeah. are your, my age like, why was I felt so out of place? But yeah. I felt like an imposter, like, being amongst them. Yeah. And especially when you go through the rush process and you see, like, how calculated it is. Like, there's yeah. a team of people that, like, basically look at everything that they know about you. We don't, I will say, at least then, they did not look at photos in the back end. Like, some okay. sororities, like, you know, pull up Facebook pictures and, like, judge people and their looks in that way. Ours did not. We heard rumors about other people who did, but it was still like very, very calculated and Greek life crazy. is just like, when you think about it, it's just wild. Like it honestly just feels like so like prehistoric and like- It is. Like, I mean, if you think about it, they're literally archaic. picking people to fit their brand. Yeah. Like we had, every Greek life, um, every sorority had their own brand. Like mm-hmm. there was like the really girly girl, blonde sorority they took blondes and girly girls like super like that was that one it's just fine. it's like how crazy is it that they were like hand selecting yeah people to fit that brand i feel like the maybe original intention of greek life like doesn't make sense like you yeah. go to a college and um you know you, there's so many people you want to make friends you know now you have these groups of people that you can be a part of who like have similar interests so obviously you want to get in a group that has similar interests of you but it's just such like a domino effect i know to where it's a slippery slope man like it's just wild like especially since you know tiktok and stuff now and there's like the what was it what was it called like rush talk oh rush week yeah yeah yeah. and it was in like the southern schools, it was all over tiktok and i'm like this shit is wild yeah it's, it's just about making yourself look cool to other people. Yeah. No, I would for sure. There's no way in fuck I would make it through a rush week. Oh, my God. I would go to one thing and be like, yeah, no. uh huh Yeah. Solely for, like, the fact that I would feel, like, how you felt. Yeah. And I felt like – so, like, again, like, I didn't know that that was imposter syndrome, obviously, going through it because yeah. I didn't learn about it till later. But that's totally what it was. Yeah, 100%. That's wild. Um, So how would you define imposter syndrome, I guess? Like, what's your definition? Um, I feel like I would define it as, like, you know, feeling like you're not deserving or you um, are, like, pretending to be someone you're not. Like, you actually don't have the skill set to do this thing that you're Mm -hmm. a part of or to have this job. Like I got this job and I said how great I am, but I'm actually not that great. And I really don't deserve to be here and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like it's, you know, doubting yourself and um, feeling as though like you're not good enough to be in the position that you're in. Yeah, I I agree. I would think it's like, you know, feeling like something's unattainable or that you don't deserve it, despite you having all of the the qualities. Yeah, It's almost like not really, looking inward and being like, Oh wait, I do, I can do this. Yeah. Or if you got something like you, you got, whether it's like your spot on as a starter Mm -hmm. on a, you know, collegiate sports team in a sorority or a job, like if we're talking about career wise, like you, you got it for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's Things don't just, like, fall into place. Yeah. Like, I wish things were that easy. Yeah, definitely. It's like you had the skills to do that. Even, like, because um, I went from undergrad to grad school, and I remember going, I went to Penn State College mm-hmm. of Medicine, and I remember showing up, like, the first day, and this is so stupid, they put, like everyone who's starting at the college of medicine together. So I was starting there with like the medical students, like Mm -hmm. the masters of science students, like the biochemistry master students, and then me in public health. And I'm sitting there like, I am the dumbest person in this room right (laughs) now. How the fuck did I weasel my way into this college? I have No. no business being here. And then even in some of my classes, especially like my um, concentration with like, was health policy, but I obviously took other classes outside of my concentration. So when I was in like biostatistics and epidemiology and like those like very heavily research-based classes, there were so many times I was sitting in the in those classes like, I'm the dumbest person here. Oh, my God. Like, there's not a doubt in my mind that I'm the dumbest person in this room right now. And, like, that's, like, a really scary feeling. Yeah. Being, like, why – how did I ever make – who did I bamboozle right. into letting me sit in this classroom? And in reality, like, that's just how it seems and yeah. appears. But, like, you work just as hard as all those other people. And yeah. here you are sitting in the same class. It's kind of like – how people say, you know, they go to these fancy private schools or fancy, yeah. like, you know, I, I don't know, like the Hill School in yeah. our area is something that's like, you know, really elite, I guess. Yeah, prestigious. And then someone will graduate yeah. and end up at the same college that yeah. someone from a public school did. And yeah. it's almost like, you know, you both did the work to mm-hmm. get there. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, not not one of you deserves it more. Yeah. It's just you guys worked hard and you you made it happen. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. So then I feel like should we talk about like imposter syndrome in the workplace because yes. I feel like that's the most most common most commonplace. I feel like you can feel it. I feel like that's where I feel it the most. Yeah. In my especially life. recently. Yeah, and like recently, um, I feel like I really didn't my first job. I really didn't feel it there at all. Um, I feel like I got kind of bored and out. Yeah. <laughs> my skills outweighed or like my skill sets were beyond what I was doing at that job pretty right. early on. But in this job that I have now, I like, and I actually feel like I've been struggling with this very recently. I feel like there's like, there are some days where I'm like, how the fuck do I have this job? Like I right. feel like I'm doing awful. Like I, cause it's like a very, it's not like a very, it's a task oriented job but it's not like a job where I come in and I have like set tasks that I have to do every day it just kind of like ongoing projects that never end and my to-do list is never finished and like as someone who like it likes a list and likes to check things off and likes to cross it off and be done with it that's been like I mean I'm a year and a half into this job and it's still an adjustment for me to like not be able to do that so and like I feel like the projects I'm working on right now have just been taking forever like they're taking way longer than I was expecting them to. So I feel like recently I've been like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not doing anything to be productive. Like nothing's getting finished. Nothing's getting wrapped up. Like I'm doing so bad, blah, blah, blah. And then it's this like weird, um, like I'll get like a compliment from someone and I'm like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Maybe I'm not doing terrible, but I'm interested to see your take on this. Cause I was having this conversation with someone like a few months ago. It's, like, how imposter syndrome, like, relates into the workplace, but then also into, like, gender roles. Oh. And so, like, I will be feeling, like I said, like, I'm not good enough. How do I even have this job? I'm not doing well, blah, blah, blah. And if one of my, like, female coworkers or bosses is, like, like, this happened this week. My one, like, uh, colleague was, like, like, thanks so much, Anna Marie. Like, for all the hard work you've put in, you've done such a great job, blah, 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 compliments, compliments, compliments. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there just kind of like, rolling my eyes, like she's just being nice. And like, anytime I get a compliment from my boss, who's a female or anyone else I work with who's a female, I never take it seriously. I'm always like, Oh, she's just being nice. She's just being polite. She's just making like, you know, I didn't actually do anything groundbreaking. It's Mm -hmm. nothing like that. But the second, like, one of my male coworkers or, like, upper, like, bosses, execs, gives me even the slightest bit of compliment, I'm like, okay, I'm doing well. And it's this weird, like, and I know that's not true, but it's this weird of, like, I don't, I feel like women are just being nice to me and, like, telling me, giving me, like, what I want to hear. But, like, men, I'm like, oh, wow, like, this one guy that I work with who's one of the execs. Um, like, a couple weeks ago gave me a really, really nice compliment and a call. And I, I shut my computer that day and I was like, okay, wait, I'm doing well, blah, blah, blah. And wow. but if it's, it's like, this weird – and, and I don't know if it's also growing up playing sports and, like, being um, around so many, like, male coaches and stuff that, like, female coaches I felt were always – not always, but, like, more often nicer and, mm-hmm. like – more willing to give out compliments and, like, any of my male coaches were always assholes. Okay. So, like, getting a con- – like, I don't know if sports plays into that kind of, like, you know, unconscious bias that I have or misogyny that I have, like, with myself. Yeah. But it's this weird thing that I was, like, noticing the other day. And, like, anytime a woman compliments me, I'm, I just think it's bullshit. That's interesting you say that. So, like, as you were kind of talking, I was reflecting on, like, me to see – how I react. Mm-hmm. And I work with executives. Like part of my uh, work is leadership communication, mm-hmm. executive communication. So I actually do work with high up women and men very often. Yeah. And I will say, I kind of agree with you. Like I, except for, I do have a woman CEO. Mm-hmm. So that does change things a little bit for me. When I get a compliment from her, I'm like calling my mom. I'm like, yeah. mom, like I, the CEO said great yeah. job. Like it's something yeah. so stupid. But I will say, like, I do feel the same. I didn't do sports growing up. So I, I think I know why I care about it a bit more. But when men do give me compliments, especially execs or, you know, anyone I'm yeah. working with, I do take it a little bit, like, closer to yeah, heart. Seriously, But I think it's because... Men don't give compliments as often. Maybe, like, to me, and that's like too. Yeah, like I feel like it's like I'm not expecting, mm-hmm. which you know says a lot too. Yeah, I'm not expecting a man to give me a compliment to tell me I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. A, a woman, I I do expect it. Little I give compliments out Same. more. You know what I mean? Like I I think women are again more in touch with compassion a little bit. Yeah. not every woman, not every man, mm-hmm. but. I think that's why for me I take it more because I'm true. like oh they're going out of their way to kind of like that means more yeah should it no like we should also take all of these yeah. women compliments and be like yeah we're doing great it's so it's such like a weird thing and even to now like with like sports and like not even with sports but like even growing up like my mom is so much more like not that my mom was handing out compliments to me left and right, right. that didn't happen but like out of both my parents, my mom was like the one to be like, I guess a little more gentler or be open with those things where my dad, when my dad said like, oh, I'm proud of you for, you know, sports, school, whatever yeah. it is, it meant so much more just because yeah. I guess you're right. Like it wasn't just like, it wasn't right. given as often. So I think like for the more. reverse means more too. Like, so if my mo- my mom would get mad at me left and right. Yeah. I could deal with that. Same. My dad got mad at me. Oh, I shit my pants. Oh my God. I was crying. Yeah. Like, it was bad. Yeah. And so I think it's too, cause they don't show their emotions as much. Yeah, no, it's true. And I will have to say though, like on the flip of this, cause I feel like, you know, we're very much breaking down our internalized misogyny yeah. <laughs> right now. But I also will say, and I talk, I think I sent you a Snapchat this week. That may be true. Like in the workplace about, you know, compliments and like men aren't giving it out more and yeah. whatever. But also, I would 10 times out of 10 rather work through conflict or work with a woman Mm -hmm. than a man any day. Anytime I'm on a team of women, shit gets done quickly, efficiently, Mm -hmm. not emotionally, like very professionally. The amount of like I work in, I would say, a predominantly male-based industry Mm -hmm. And anytime I'm on, I'm on calls often with like high executives and teams of all men. And oftentimes I'm the only woman on the call. And a lot of the times they're negotiating meetings or meetings that can get pretty heated. It like my jaw is on the floor most days of the shit that comes out of their mouths that I'm just like, what is going on right now? And that never happens when it's like a team of women. And so we may have that, but I have to say regardless men are the most emotion, emotional fucking people I've ever met. And yeah. They're way more dramatic than women. Yeah. And I will take that to my dying day. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I feel like men are much more like, they also, again, I don't know if this is what they're, they don't shy away from conflict either. Yeah. So they're more where a woman might be like, oh, interesting viewpoint. What if we think about it this way? Yeah. A man's just going to be like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, no, because, and yeah. kind of they don't shy away as much but and it's too I think I was talking about this with a co-worker it's funny because like I could be having like a totally off day and be complaining to my co-worker and like oh I don't feel like doing this blah 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 not in a mood and then immediately when I have to get on a call like your persona just shifts I'm yeah. like hi like like good morning professional like, how's your day on. yeah and it's like makes me want to vomit honestly when I think about it but like personality and like I have to I know for the next 45 minutes I have to flip it off right but like the men in the office like whatever mood they're in that day that's the mood you are getting yeah and it's wild that is wild right yeah so we say all this off on our little tangent here but it's relevant because this is kind of all this plays into why more men don't feel imposter syndrome. Like there's some statistics. I think we've shared in a previous podcast episodes about like workplace, um, competition between men and women, but like men will more likely ask for higher raises when they don't deserve it. The audacity, honestly, ask for promotions, apply for jobs that they're not technically qualified for where women, and this is where the imposter syndrome comes in. Like Women are less likely to ask for a promotion, ask for a raise, or even get a job that might be a little out of their reach mm-hmm. because even though they they have the skill sets and they're able to do the role, yeah, they just they don't think they can. They have yeah. this imposter syndrome where they're like, "No, not me. I can't mm-hmm. do that," and then they miss out on opportunities. And we yeah. miss out on opportunities, yeah, know, from doing that. It's like wild too because when when I talk to like men, especially like when I talk to Michael, I mean he. Everything he has, he 100% deserves and has worked his work ass off. Wow, ass off. But like when I talk, like when we have like work conversations and talk about raises and promotions and stuff, when he tells me the shit he says, and I'm just like, you say that to your boss? And he's like, Anna Marie, that's the only way that you get promotions, that you get raises. Like, that's not wild to say. And it's just like men advocate for themselves. Like, and I'm not, this isn't directed at Michael. Right, again, right. He deserves everything, but- in general men just advocate for themselves so much more they do and the fucking audacity honestly that's what it is and it's wild yeah and like it's wild that we find it so wild how i know it shouldn't be that wild yeah like (laughs) like we should be able to to do that but like these different things hold us back and it's a combination of like imposter syndrome wanting to be people pleasers yeah. women are very much like in that they don't want to say something that could rock the boat mm-hmm. or like make themselves like feel you know in conflict yeah. with their manager or boss and I think women too are so concerned about feeling like are other people thinking that they're like incompetent at like right. what they're doing or like So much more concerned about what other people are going to say or like not being that person at work. And because that's like, I feel like I am so like, my biggest thing is like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like delusional. Right. Like, I don't want to be walking and thinking I deserve all this. And all of my coworkers being like, she sucks. Like, where does she get off? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I feel that. I think like, you know, at the end of the day, we have to just be more realistic with ourselves Mm -hmm. like if we have the skill set we can do it Mm -hmm. or like you know you will learn like I feel like we just need to like as a culture of women, like build ourselves up a bit more. And like, what's the worst that can happen? They yeah. say no. Mm-hmm. Then you can say, okay, what are the steps to get me there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can pivot it to be like, if I'm not ready for that, then then what will make me yeah. ready? And that's not bad. And like something else I constantly have to tell myself, and this goes back to like the complimenting thing and you know, saying you're a good job or you're doing a good job, I will like. Like when I have like my yearly reviews, let's say, Mm -hmm. and they're all always really good. Like Mm -hmm. I have the great things to say, whatever. And I still leave and I'm like, I'm not doing that well. Like I'm just (laughs) like, and I'm like, Anna Marie, you can't like, I'm like, she, like they said that, but like they didn't mean it. Like they're just being nice. And I have to remind myself, like. No, that's not how things work. They wouldn't just be bullshitting you. Like, whatever is being said, you need to just believe it. Right. And then if they are for some weird fucking reason and out of nowhere they fire you, you have everything to be like, well, I'm confused. Can you tell me what happened? Because you've been feeding me nothing but compliments. How am I supposed to better better myself or do things differently if you're not telling me what I'm doing wrong? So I have to constantly remind myself that, like – Even if I think it might just be fluff compliments, like, I just have to believe it because, like, I have no – I can't be walking around thinking that my coworkers and my bosses are conspiring against me. That's psychotic. Right. You know? Like, even if, you know, like, unless your manager is, like – the ultimate gaslighter, you know what I mean? Like, they will tell you when you need something to Mm -hmm. work on. Like, there is, like, opportunities where they will, like, feed that in there. And, like, unless you, like, fuck up royally, I feel like they don't just, like, like, it, they'll put you on like a performance probation like you yeah. will know if you're in jeopardy right. being fired I feel like from a job right and so if that's not happening right like, then you, you're you okay have, you can literally do nothing but just believe them right and I have to remind myself that all the time right. because I am the first person to be like they don't mean it well, <laughs> well and you have to lying. believe you have to believe yourself too like you <laughs> like it's also a little bit of like taking away the emphasis you have on the validation and doing it more for yourself too. because And that's something that like I am working on. Like I feel like I need to be like, if I think I'm doing a good job or if I'm handling things well, like there's not going to be many opportunities where people are going to pat you in the back and be like, you're doing wonderful, sweetie. Like keep it up. (laughs) Like they won't usually we're adults. Like it's, So you have to give that to yourself or you will go crazy because you'll be like, am I doing great? Like, probably not. (laughs) Compliments are, like, very hard for me to detach from meaning because I – and we've talked about this before, like, my love language is words Words of of affirmation. affirmation. So, like, I – Eat that shit up. Yep. Like, I like as much as I need it and I love it, I'm my immediate first thing is that they're lying. yeah <laughs> like, yep. They're just, it's just a fluff compliment. Like, yeah. they don't mean it, but like, I also still need, you that. still need it. And so it's very hard for me to like detach worth from a compliment yeah. because they do mean a lot to me. Yeah. Still, I mean, like, you know, imposter syndrome and everything, like, it's, a syndrome for a reason like Mm -hmm. it's something very widely spread widely known like everybody deals with that at some point in their life and i feel like it comes and goes like i feel like i felt it very heavy when i first got this job and like now i'm starting like i'm in the swing of things like i know what i'm doing now i'm feeling a lot more confident especially confident in like making decisions myself and stuff like that but now as that comes, as you get comfortable, then you get more responsibility. So now I have more responsibility. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing things well. Right. Like, so I feel like it ebbs and flows. And I think that's just going to happen like throughout a career. Like, yeah. And honestly, of being for someone who's been in the position of being in a job that was like, not challenging you and like not, you know, you weren't using all of your skill set and being bored. It's like, way better to be challenged and maybe feel a little uncertain sometimes than it is to be you know I don't want to constantly be in a position where you're like this is so easy I can do it with my eyes closed like that right is honestly the worst as much as it like like seems that you feel comfortable it's the fucking worst right you want to be challenging yourself and like putting your skills and expertise like to work yeah and to use yeah yeah wild man (laughs) <laughs> a wild episode too i, I feel like we kind of <laughs> we started out with blob break life, <laughs> <Greek> life. <laughs> misogynistic tendencies yeah we really ended posture syndrome we we really touched everything i, feel I think we ourselves. did <laughs> we um, are definitely interested to hear what you guys think about this if you experience it mm-hmm. or how you kind of help like negate it as well because yeah. you know work in progress for, yeah. for all of us i think it's something that Everyone will continue to always feel. Yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah. say lovey. La <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G R L Vibes Only to stay up to date on our latest content and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, girl vibes only.